Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. And establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. In a very real sense, we are builders of eternal houses. Welcome to Creator Homemaking. This podcast is dedicated to helping women create Christ-centered homes and lives. We hope you'll join us on this journey. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Creator's Homemaking. Today we're going to talk about personal and family scripture study. And I'd like to start with a quote. This is in the Come Follow Me manual for the Old Testament. It says, the aim of all gospel learning and teaching is to deepen our conversion to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and help us become more like them. For this reason, when we study the gospel, we're not just looking for new information. We want to become a new creature. This means relying on Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ to help us change our hearts, our views, our actions, and our very natures. But the kind of gospel learning that strengthens our faith and leads to the miracle of conversion doesn't happen all at once. It extends beyond a classroom into our hearts and homes. It requires consistent daily efforts to understand and live the gospel. Gospel learning that leads to true conversion requires the influence of the Holy Ghost. And I just really want to share my testimony of that, that when we are consistently trying to study and learn the gospel, it does change our hearts and our lives. It changes how we react to things and how we think about things. You have any thoughts on that, Kier? Yeah, I have a quote by President Monson, and he said, If you will study the scriptures diligently, your power to avoid temptation and to receive direction of the Holy Ghost is all... And all you do will be increased. And I just write along with you. The times that I am faithful and diligent in studying my scriptures and our family is diligent in studying our scriptures. There's just a change about our house. Doesn't mean things aren't perfect. Doesn't mean (laughs) that we're not crazy or that, you know, we don't have a little bit of contention here or there. You know, that everything's always happy and rosy. But there is definitely a power that comes to your home through diligent and consistent scripture study. Yeah, I agree. Do you have the reference for that quote by President Monson? I do not. I believe I found it in the Gospel Topics. I think it was a quote that was in the Gospel Topics. Okay. That's where I got most of my quotes today. So gospel topics is a great thing to look up information from. It is. I was thinking about that, just how many different resources there are out there for scripture study. And I don't think that scripture study necessarily has to be just studying the scriptures, but there's so many, you know, conference talks and so many books written by apostles or prophets um i enjoy reading like the biography of the prophets yeah and um you know church history and there's just so many 
things out there. Um, and there's also so many different ways to study the scriptures. There, you know, the Bible and Book of Mormon videos. There's a whole bunch of new videos this year for primary yeah. um, Old Testament videos for the younger kids. There's um, the like little scripture readers. My kids have those and they like to read those. And they're also on the Gospel Library app, and you can listen to them. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm so grateful there's so many different ways. And it's so much easier, I feel like, now to um, immerse yourself in the scriptures. It's I like to listen to conference talks when I'm getting ready in the morning. And it's so nice to be able to listen while you're doing other things not that that should take away from you know opening up your scriptures and diligently studying those two but there's so many ways to kind of immerse yourself throughout the day in the scriptures yeah i agree uh when when i'm really diligent about going walking which seems to go in spurts i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) And I like to, if I'm on the treadmill, lots of times I'll watch a conference talk or if I'm out walking, I'll just listen to a conference talk. And just some of the insights and thoughts that I've gotten while, you know, doing something else out, you know, kind of getting my exercise, but being able to be focused on that is pretty amazing. You know, Heavenly Father will give you what you need when you need it. And if you were... um you know, working, you know, listening to those things, it's, it's going to come. Yeah. Um, my husband and I like to, there's a couple different podcasts we like to listen to. And um, one of them said, you know, this is, we're, you know, sharing our opinions and the things that we've learned through the Holy Ghost by studying the scriptures, but it's up to you to learn for yourself. You know, we can tell you what we've learned, but ultimately it's up to you and I just love that that um and there's been times when they've said something and I've had to kind of be like "Eh, do I really agree with that and there's been a few things that haven't really rang true for me and so um I think as long as you're listening with the spirit um so that you can know for yourself whether those things are true or not but I think that's another great resource I like to listen to because you can do other things while you're listening so and sometimes people are a lot smarter than me yeah <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I read the old testament I'm like I have no idea what I just read but then I can listen to somebody else's commentary and I can decide you know whether I agree with that or not yes yes I I agree too because there's lots of times that I'll read something and go I don't really have any idea what we just read but <laughs> <laughs> but there's lots of people smarter than me. And I like how you said that, that it's up to us to decide if we agree to pray about it, to receive that personal revelation um, about it. Um, You know, not to just go on blind faith because somebody said something. Yeah. I think it was president Oaks that talked about, you know, pay attention to what your sources are and, you know, look to the prophets and apostles first. And if, you know, something you're learning doesn't agree with what they've said, then maybe you need to rethink your sources or whatever. So I think it's important to make sure that 
those other things you listen to are in line with what the brethren are teaching. Yes, I agree. Hot. Um, I had a scripture. This is First Nephi nineteen twenty three and twenty four. It says, for I did liken all scriptures unto us that it might be for our profit and learning. Hear ye the words of the prophet, and I and liken them unto yourselves, that ye may have hope. And I just love that. And um, I know in 2020, with all that was going on, reading the Book of Mormon, and just how applicable what we were reading was to what was going on in the world. And it was really easy that year to liken the scriptures. <laughs> life and what was going on and um but I feel like as I've gotten older it's become a lot easier to recognize um how the scriptures can relate to my life do you have any things that you've used that work to do that or um one thing that I really have try to implement is reading my or not reading saying my prayers before I do my personal scripture study and it seems that when I do that I'm paying a little bit more attention and things just seem to pop out a little bit more of oh yeah that really is you know applicable to my day or to to me right at the moment um there's a scripture in first Nephi chapter 14 the I think it's 14 yeah and it just really hit me one day I was studying to teach seminary and we were talking about or this is where we were at and he Nephi talks about it's a vision that he had and in fourteen fourteen it says and it came to pass that I Nephi beheld the power of the Lamb of God that it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb of God upon the covenant people of the Lord, who were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and they were armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. And that just totally struck me um, of, yeah, that's us today. You know, we're scattered. The church is all over the world. In some parts, it's a lot more concentrated than others. As I was teaching seminary, uh, the kids I was teaching were the only kids in their whole high school. There's two of them. And they were the only ones in their high schools um, that were members of the church. And they just had that light about them um, being those covenant people. And they were armed with righteousness and with power. And I think sometimes we don't see that. <laughs> or we, just, we just see kids. <laughs> but I think even for me. Um, just being in an area where, you know, there's not a lot of, of members. Um, and it was just so true. It just so hit me that he really saw our day and just little, little spots, you know, maybe even just a little <laughs> tiny pinpoint of someone. Um, and it just, that was one that just really hit me of liking it to my day. Yeah. I remember reading that one too, then and thinking, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can have he is with us yeah I remember that um, I have a quote from Elder Bednar it's called prepare to obtain every needful thing this is from the April 2019 conference 
He said, we should not expect the church as an organization to teach or tell us everything we need to know and do to become devoted disciples and endure valiantly to the end. Rather, our personal responsibility is to learn what we should learn, to live as we know we should live, and to become who the master would have us become. And our homes are the ultimate setting for learning, living, and becoming. And I just love that. You know, it really is up to us. It made me think of that, what President um, Nelson said, that the Lord loves effort. And we can't just expect it all to just be handed to us. We have to put forth the work to gain our own testimonies and to learn and become who our Savior wants us and needs us to become. Yeah, I agree. I have a quote from President Nelson that maybe will kind of lead us into the next I don't know, thing we want to talk about, but he says time for scripture study requires a schedule that will be honored. Otherwise blessings that matter most will be at the mercy of things that matter least. And that just really hit me because I think sometimes we just let other things get in the way (laughs) of, of our scripture study. So I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about, um, how maybe first personally, and then maybe as with family, as family or couple or, you know, however it is, roommate or whatever, um, to do scripture study. So in further on in this talk that um, President Nelson said, he said that they got up at six o'clock in the morning, which to me used to sound horrible, but now I'm <laughs> earlier than that. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I would have not been happy. But he said they got up at six, six o'clock in the morning. Um, he says now, and he, you know, talks about how, you know, it wasn't always fun or easy. <laughs> they were half asleep sometimes, but he says now their his kids are doing it. And he goes on to say, we shudder to think what might have happened if we had quit trying. And that just really kind of struck me too of, you know, what, you know, we think of, the, it's easy to just see the here and now, not the, in the future. And the things that we're doing now, those efforts truly matter. And our kids truly uh, benefit from them or don't, depending on which way we go. And I have seen that more and more as mine are getting older and some of them leaving home. So I wondered, um, what are some thoughts for you of maybe making time or how do you do your personal scripture study? Um, For me, During the school year, I'm a crossing guard, and so um, I sit in my car for like an hour, three times a day, and it's not super busy. We live in a small town, and so I usually, that's when I um, listen to conference talks or listen to podcasts or whatever it may be, and um, for me, that's a time by myself in my car where it's quiet and I can um, really ponder on those things I'm listening to. Unfortunately, during summer, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> as diligent at doing that. But I do try and read at least a few verses, whether it's um, Old Testament or Book of Mormon, um, at night before I go to bed. And um, for me, morning just does not seem to work very well. I'm just not a morning person, <laughs> and I tried it, and I just... So I have to do mine at night. Um, 
but I do know that there's been times when it's like, why am I even bothering? Like, I feel like I'm not learning anything or gaining anything from this. In fact, I was talking to mom last week and was kind of that, you know, sometimes I feel like, especially with the Old Testament, like, why am I reading this? I don't even <laughs> know what I'm reading. <laughs> and she's like, but you're doing it. And um, I was like, yeah. And I think we're blessed if, you know, we're trying and we keep trying and don't give up, like you said. And hopefully it blesses our children, too. Yeah, I agree. I was kind of thinking back over the years of, you know, different phases of my life. (laughs) And um, I think the very first time I decided to read the Book of Mormon, I was 10. And I just decided I was going to do it. And I went back one day and found that book of mormon and like highlighted as dark as i could get with red pencil every time there's the word jesus in the book of mormon so like the whole thing's covered (laughs) i don't know that i got anything out of it but that was the first time i decided i was going to read it on my own um and then when i got to young women's you know we were encouraged to read our scriptures of course and we always took our scriptures. It's so funny now that my girls hardly ever take their scriptures to church because they take their phone. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> scripture. But, um, you know, and if there was a scripture in our class, we all opened up, highlighted that scripture, you know. <laughs> but we got in that habit. And I was really diligent about reading my scriptures every night before I went to bed, even if it was a couple verses. And there are many, plenty of times that I probably couldn't have told you one word that I read that night because it was so late, but I did it. (laughs) But I think it just kind of helped establish that pattern and that importance. Um, You know, then you have kids and your whole life changes (laughs) and you just struggling to survive sometimes. And I had a lady that was my home, my visiting teacher at the time, and she gave me some great advice and said, just read one verse a day. If that's all you can get, at least get one verse, because then you can study and ponder it throughout the day. And that was great advice to me at the time. I know you're right there with me, three kids in three years. (laughs) (laughs) And crazy, and there was not time for anything else. Um. Now that all of my kids are in school, which is crazy to think, um, it's much easier, except for, like you said, in the summer, because my whole routine gets thrown <laughs> thrown off like crazy. But, you know, making, p- making a time, picking a spot where I read them, and I like to have a journal handy, so if little thoughts come into my mind, I can write them down. Yeah, and going back to what we talked about last week, Sunday, those journals will probably be a treasure to your kids i know mom does that too she keeps has a journal with her when she reads her scriptures and i'm sure someday those will be great for us and for our kids to read yeah i agree that it would be fun to read her journal someday and see what her thoughts and insights are on scripture reading yeah um I don't know where I was going. (laughs) Uh, I was kind of talking to my kids a little bit about their scripture reading. So we try and read every night as a family. And then I have encouraged all of them um, to do a little bit of scripture reading on their own. Some of them, my youngest just reads the little scripture reader. Or lots of times I just read it to him at night. 
Um, but I think all of my girls are actually just reading books of scriptures. And so we were talking about it yesterday at lunch, actually. And um, I said, what are you reading right now? Where are you at? And uh, my 10-year-old is reading the Doctrine and Covenants. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She said, I finished the Book of Mormon, so I'm reading the Doctrine and Covenants now. I said, okay, good, good for you. So she was telling me a little bit about what she was reading. Um, one of my daughters um, just started the Book of Mormon over again. And one of them just went to FSY. And they had a scripture list that they brought home that had a scripture for if you're feeling sad or lonely or need encouragement or whatever. There's 25 of them. And so she's going through that list. And so just picking the scripture, reading it and kind of reading the little context around it and the references and studying that way. And one of them is just picking different topics and reading. And I just thought... <laughs> Wow. Okay. You guys are an example to me because sometimes I'm doing good to get up and just read one chapter, you know, <laughs> and here they all are reading with their purpose. And I walked into one of my daughter's rooms the other night to tell her good night. And she's on the, on her bed and she's got her scriptures, both of them, her book of Mormon and her Bible open and a paper and she's got highlighters. And I just thought, you know, that's why we personally need to do it. So we can see them. I, just an amazing feeling as a mom to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, my boys are not so. <laughs> okay, that's your girls. <laughs> but they do. They do read together at night. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much they get out of it, but at least they're reading. Um, but I tell you, it's been fun this year studying. Come follow me. Um, my middle one just has had so many like amazing insights. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. I've been amazed by some of the things he said. And I'm like, oh, I never would have got that out of that scripture. But yeah, that's <laughs> so somewhere he's getting at least some inspiration anyway. So for that, I'm grateful. But we have encouraged them to. Um, in fact, their dad the other day challenged them to read the Book of Mormon this year before the end of the year. So, and we said, you know, however you want to do it, if you want to do, you know, listen to it or whatever. So I think they've started doing that together. But um, yeah, it is so important now that our kids learn how to study and read the scriptures and gain that testimony for themselves because. The world is a scary place, and if they don't have that foundation before they leave, it's so easy for them to kind of get lost once they leave and aren't in that your yeah. you know little protective sphere of your house. Yes, I agree. Um, and by Sister Julie B. Beck, she gave a talk in October 2007 that said "Mothers Who Know," and it's one of my very favorite talks of all times, but. Yes. Uh, she said they referring to mothers plan for missions temple marriages and education they plan for prayer scripture study and family home evening mothers who know build children into future leaders and are the primary examples of what the what leaders look like they do not abandon their plan by succumbing to social pressures and worldly models of parenting these wise mothers who know are selective about their own activities and involvement to conserve their limited strength in order to maximize their influence where it matters most. And I think as we encourage our children, 
And as we're those examples, that's what they're going to take. And that's what they're going to fall back on and remember whether they do it right that minute or not. Um, if they see us doing that, they're going to realize the importance of that for them. Yeah, I agree. It comes back to that. You know, if you want them to do something, you need to be the example um, and show them. Um, I looked up the talk. I don't know if you remember this talk. It was from October 2015. It was called My Heart Pondereth Them Continually by Devin G. Durant. And he, it was when the ponderizing. Yeah. talked about that. And unfortunately, I was never very good at that. I know you guys did it. I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know you did it for a while. Um, but in there, he said, the primary goal of scripture study is to provide an uplifting place for your thoughts to go, a place that keeps you close to the spirit of the Lord. And then later on, he says, why do we do this? And he says, we are living in a time of ever spreading evil. We cannot be fed ugly words and sinful visuals almost everywhere we turn and do nothing in response. We must fight back. When our minds are filled with uplifting thoughts and images, there is no room left for filth and trash. And I know for me, a lot of times, if I have a bad thought or see something, I turn to music because I love music. But um, I think how much, if you had a couple scriptures memorized that you could just, you know, repeat in your head. And I know that um, hymns and stuff can be like scripture, but... um, or to, you know, have those memorized. So if somebody you're talking to has a question, you can have a answer. But, um, yeah, I just love that, that, you know, we have to fight back and we have to have, if our minds are filled with those uplifting things, then there's no room for the other. Yeah. I, I think it was when I was at a seminary meeting one time and they talked about, um, Jesus. Well, and I know it was in the New Testament scripture reader too, of, you know, when he's tempted by Satan, every time he quotes back scripture and how that, you know, fights him off. And that is something that when I'm tempted, you know, when I, when I'm really grumpy or, you know, have a bad thought or there's something like that, when I can, you know, take the minute to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I've let him enter my, (laughs) my thoughts and my life. If I can just be like, okay, let's stop. Okay, Satan, you need to go away and quote, you know, try and have a scripture that I've memorized at hand. It really, truly makes a difference. And, you know, that light replaces that darkness. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was also thinking, you know, um, scripture study doesn't have to just be reading the scriptures and talking about it. Um, You can make it fun or exciting i know i don't know if you remember this but one time growing up when we were reading as a family dad was singing as he was reading the scriptures <laughs> do you remember that he'll probably kill me for saying this <laughs> but um i just remember thinking wow dad must really know the scriptures and really must love them because he's singing them as he was reading and i just I don't even remember what the scriptures were that we were reading at the time, but I do remember that and just thinking, you know, I want to be that excited and love the scripture. And then, you know, because we were all girls for a long time, 
we used to get our Barbies out and one time we like acted out Moses and one time we did like Adam and Eve and I think we did Joseph and the you know colored coat and <laughs> you know my boys obviously don't do Barbies but they do do Legos and they've they build me a Lego nativity every year it's always different but um you know I've thought why don't you guys do a Lego whatever the story may be or yeah. um, you know act out something like we did you know yeah. it was Daniel the Lamanite we all made our little projectiles and had somebody be Samuel and threw them at him but there's so many you know I don't want to say make light of the scriptures but fun ways that we can um make memories of the scriptures that our kids will remember yeah hopefully for a long time yeah I do not remember dad singing it but I am gonna have to just talk to him about that because my youngest daughter does that all the time <laughs> it'll be her turn to read when we're doing family scriptures and all of a sudden she'll just start singing the verses <laughs> instead of reading them and oh my goodness so i have to <laughs> i don't know that dad will even remember it was only one time that i remember but oh that's hilarious but yeah um i i think so too if, when we make them part of everyday life they just become part of everyday life you know and our our youngest brother is a lot younger than all the rest of us. In fact, he's the same age as my older kids. So, and he was at our house for a couple of weeks. I don't know. He was probably 14 at the time. And we were doing family scripture study and it was, um, we were reading about King Benjamin being up on the tower and I just stopped them. And I'm like, all right, I pulled out a chair. I said, okay, stand on it. And then talk really loud, like you're talking to us about, like you're King Benjamin giving this address to us. And I think he looked at me and thought, oh my goodness, why did mom leave me here? (laughs) (laughs) But he got up and did it and the kids did it. But I think, you know, like you said, acting it out, um, you know, making it enjoyable and nobody wants to do anything that's not fun. And sometimes family scripture study is not fun. Yeah. But, you know, drawing pictures, um, you know, I, and then asking questions, you know, just stopping in the middle and saying, hey, what did we just read? What was that just about? Or, hey, did you catch that little miracle that was in that verse? Or, or different things and let them, like you said, you're, you know, your middle son talking about, you know, the insights he has, they have amazing insights that you just go, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You know, the, they definitely can teach you lots of times a whole lot more than we're going to teach them and, you know, let them ask questions, let them. And I have two daughters that constantly are raising their hand. What, what, what? And it takes forever to get through sometimes, but I'm glad that they're willing to ask those questions yeah. um, in there. And so that when there's kind of hard things happening in life, they're willing to come and ask questions and we can, you know, look up how to find things um, because middle school and high school aren't always easy for them. 
they have to know where you know why we believe what we believe and where we can find them and why it's important yeah i agree in the i'm i back in the gospel topics it talks about family scripture study and it says, remember that the home is the ideal place for gospel learning and teaching. You can learn and teach the gospel at home in ways that are not possible in a church class. Be creative as you think of ways to help your family learn from the scriptures. And I know when we talked about family home evening, you know, when my kids were little, we just read the scripture readers. They had the pictures. They were easy to understand. It made family scripture study a lot easier. Um, we did lots of flannel board stories where we just talk about the stories. Um, we decided they needed to know some of the Bible stories because it's easy for us, I think, to just focus on the Book of Mormon. And this was, you know, before Come Follow Me. Yeah. And so we just decided, okay, we're going to just find the little story. So we read about Noah and Jonah and Adam and Eve, and we just read, you know, the few verses about that instead of reading the whole, you know, book or or whatever, so that they could learn some of those stories instead of just, and just telling the stories, I think is lots of times a great way. The church has lots of videos um, that you can watch about different scriptures. So there's so much out there um, to do. And like you said, you know, there's so many things other than just opening your scriptures and reading, which is so important. But there's lots of other things that are maybe a little more enjoyable sometimes or can get the point across just as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of my favorite scripture videos is Bible video of the good Samaritan. And there is no talking in that whole video. Yeah. And that's one that you really have to just watch, but there is so much emotion um portrayed in that but like it's I just love it it's one of my favorite ones but um yeah so I think it's important to use all the and obviously the church wouldn't have all those resources if they weren't for us to use and they didn't feel like they were important I know some people I have a son that's not a very great reader and so if we can do you know watch a video or listen to somebody else talking about a scripture it's a lot easier for him than trying to read you know just read the scripture so I think you have to know what works for everybody in your family and the different ways they learn and be able to adapt to those as well yeah I agree another thing in the gospel print or topics it says regular family scripture study is a powerful way to help your family learn the gospel how much and how long is not uh, is not important as being consistent in your efforts. As you make scripture study an important part of your family life, you will help your family members come closer to Jesus Christ and build their testimonies on the foundation of his word. And I love that, you know, so many people ask, well, how long should I read? You know, let's, you know, 10 minutes, I don't know, whatever. But that's not really that what it's about. It's about understanding and pondering and just doing it. And, you know, like you said, my, one of my sons had a, struggled with reading a little bit and he listened to the book of Mormon every night as he was, you know, getting ready for bed or whatever. 
Um, and so I love that there's so many resources available to do different things. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's a quote by President Nelson, and I think this was given when Come Follow Me was announced. It was October 2018. Uh, he said, I promise that as you diligently work to remodel your home into a center of gospel learning over time, your Sabbath days will truly be a delight. Your children will be excited to learn and to live the Savior's teachings, and the influence of the adversary in your life and in your home will decrease. Changes in your family will be dramatic and sustaining. And I know we kind of talked about that when we talked about Come Follow Me, but um, I truly have seen in our family the influence of being more regular in scripture study and having that extra time on Sundays to be together and talk about what we learned at church that day and um, how we can use those principles in our lives. Yeah, I agree. And as we bring those things more into our home, the stronger our family becomes and unifies and it can make for some really fun, fun memories when just like you had of dad singing the scriptures for, for my daughter singing them. But you realize that they are understanding the importance as well and that they um, want that to be part of their life. And I think we do so much of it without even realizing that it is part of our life. Yeah. And I think that's the blessing of being consistent. Keep trying is it does just become part of your life and it's um, gets to a point where you don't even really have to think about it. And it just happens. And, and I think those are the times when the spirit can really be there when it's not planned and it's not, you know, structured. It's just, it just happens. Yeah, I agree. The gospel topics, it says the principal purpose of scriptures is to testify of Christ and to guide the children of God so they can come unto him and receive eternal life. And that's what our whole goal in this life is to have eternal life. And that's what we want for our families, for our children, um, for our friends, for everybody. And I hope that this gives you some encouragement of just starting if you haven't or continuing to go if you have. We're grateful for your listening to us and being part of us. And we hope to see you again next time.